Hi, this is Tamika Kasten-Miller, and you are listening to Think, Flow, Grow. This episode contains sensitive materials and material that may not be appropriate for the workplace. Hi, Hi. this is Tamika Kasten-Miller with Think, Flow, Grow. We are here in Houston, Texas, and I'm here with a few of my homies today. I, we have this little crew that I have started calling the Brujas. Yes, the Brujas, which in Spanish actually means witches. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we started calling, I started, or we, we both kind of, I don't know, adopted this term because there was this hilarious meme that was, uh, that said something like, uh, if you're not the type of woman that would have been burned by the church, you're doing it wrong. Mm. <laughs> so I thought, I totally would have been burned at the stake by the church. I, yeah. I definitely I think we all have. Have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting over here with my feathers. Like, mm, yes. <laughs> That's me. I don't know. I don't know. Jackie's like, I wouldn't have. <laughs> I'm wondering that probably not. You're so good and kind you and would be nice. The scarlet letter. You'd be Hester Prim. Mm-hmm. No, Sandra yeah. would be Hester Prim. <laughs> I would be too. Okay, so my daughter is also here. She's the little brujita, so which is actually like saying the same thing. It's like saying little, little witch because brujita means little witch. But she's Bruja Junior, I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> however, according to our, our Brujas who aren't here, um, unfortunately, who are amazing, apparently she's older than all of us. Mm. So, Which, by the way, she's used against me ever since she's been told that information. <laughs> all right. So um, I wanted to get together because... Sandra and I have been out walking in the morning, and when you walk for three miles, you have a lot, you have a lot of time to talk about things, especially if you walk at the pace that I'm walking at. <laughs> and and so we wanted to, we realized that we have several like shitty friends in our lives. Well, not friends, but like people mm-hmm. who would be friends or maybe were friends. And so we've been talking about how things that people say make us feel. And, uh, and so I thought about all of the unsolicited advice that we get. So anyway, so we're just going to have some talking, some talk about how people can just do better. Like as friends, we all just need to do better. We need to support better, or we just need to exit out of people's lives, I think, you know, or let them exit. So... So yes, yeah, so just or just not react to the advice that you're being given. True, absolutely. I mean, that's also an option um, because it's all a choice, right? Kill it off and give it back to them. <laughs> all right. So talk to me about any situation that you've had in which you found yourself saying, "This is not a friend." I have something coming to mind, but it's mm. from a coworker mm. that happened, and it happened Ooh. this week. Oh, how so? How? We, were, we were walking, we just happened to be walking together in the hallway, and she started commenting on some of the students that she had this year. She's a fifth grade teacher, and I teach fourth grade, and she was 
just very upset at how low they were. She just kept saying that. Mm. And she wasn't coming out and saying it, but she was intimating that somehow we didn't do our jobs. Or maybe that's just what I was thinking she was saying. Oh, because you teach the earlier <clears throat> grade. Right. Mm. So you did a crappy job of, of preparing right. them, and now she's inherited this mm-hmm. shit show that now she has to fix. Exactly. Mm. So, and I just thought, well, what is the purpose of her telling me this? There's nothing I can do about it now. I mean, and... That actually happened to me as well back when <clears throat> I was in the classroom. There was a, a, the teacher who was the next level up who would be like, mm-hmm. I don't know what's wrong with them. They're just, they're just not as prepared as, mm-hmm. you know, what I thought they would be. And, um, yeah, for I just had to kind of, you know, I'm just like, you know what? Um, first of all, what does that actually mean? Like, mm-hmm. what are you saying about the kids, first of all? And then... What are you what are you saying about me? Because that really is a commentary about me. Did you actually did you feel offended? By that? I did feel offended, but I didn't let on that I was. Right, right. Know? And I didn't I didn't defend it either. Part of me wanted to, but I didn't. I just let her talk. So I've Is actually that- I've actually said to that of like, really? Because they were amazing for me. Maybe they just don't want to perform for you yet. <laughs> I wish I were that quick on my feet. <laughs> Every now and then, uh-huh. I do play for hashtag Team Petty. I mean... Well, she that's what she was doing, I think. I would argue <laughs> mm-hmm. that you're not just playing for Team Petty, but you're advocating for yourself and showing someone yeah. that that behavior is not correct. And I'm really so glad you said that, because I thought you were going to say, not only are you playing for Team Petty, you're actually the captain. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Thank God that no. went the direction that it went. <laughs> I admire that because I think we, particularly as women, have such trouble standing up for for ourselves and what we believe in. And even in something Mm -hmm. like the academic setting where, Mm -hmm. my gosh, there's so much at stake, the lives of kids, but you have to... And advocating for the kids. Yes, absolutely. They work hard and Mm -hmm. they don't come, like they don't have a lot of support to help them achieve their academic goals outside of school. Mm. Not you to know? mention so that the kids who the kids who are who come day one ready to do all of the work have very aggressive parents pushing them mm. to study all summer long to do that. So maybe kids who just had a legitimate summer mm-hmm. and they come back. I don't remember remembering anything day one of anything. I always come back. I'm like everything's new to me. I remember nothing. <laughs> and then at some point, yeah, and then at some point it. It comes back, but, you know, there's something to be said for also being a bit uh, aggressive about the kids as well, Mm -hmm. and yeah, for advocating. Mm -hmm. Nice way to reframe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know that I've felt it, or I've I've noticed it recently with my parents, and that's probably a different conversation totally, Mm -hmm. but that idea that they're bringing their own personality and their own baggage in scare quotes uh to (laughs) to their um to their experience with me so I thought having done a lot of thinking around that I I realized that I had just been automatically reacting Mm -hmm. and so I've taken a step back and said okay why are they why are they doing this where Mm -hmm. is it coming from and and why is it triggering me so that that was that was an interesting thing. And mm-hmm. today at work, I was chatting with a a woman who I've known for a really long time, and she she said, "You know, Katie, I'm just wondering how 
you are your parents' child. <laughs> oh, wow. And, <laughs> and I said, well, you know what? I think I actually am exactly my parents' child because they raised me to learn so much about the world and to experience other cultures and other people and just drink it all in and live very joyously, which is exactly what I do. Mm-hmm. And yet they have shifted into this kind of conservative scarcity mode mm-hmm. and then are projecting that onto me when I have this outrageously beautiful worldview that they gifted to me when I was a child. So I think that's interesting. I'm, and learning more about how their unsolicited advice is mm-hmm. is really a reflection of of their fear <clears throat> of not being mm-hmm. relevant anymore mm-hmm. or not being part of a community and then for me I can meet them with reassurance that they don't have to be afraid and uh, and try to steer their advice back into an understanding um, well, and how much of people's reflection, I mean, I would say that every time someone reacts to anything, it's always a reflection of something. So the question is, are you doing the work mm. to like be in joy mode, to be in joy mode, or are you doing the work? Are you not doing any work? And because culture will always push you to fear. So if you're not mm. actually actively working toward being in joy mode, of course, you know, that reflection is going to be whatever culture is saying. Mm. There's actually um, a um, yogic concept about that, and that's the reason why we practice pratyahara to, like, cleanse, to, like, turn inward. But when we do turn inward, whatever we turn, whatever when we do turn inward, if what we are seeing is culture, that means that we haven't done the work to do the 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 saucha the all of the cleansing mm-hmm. of our mind filled the cleansing of of what we're taking in in order for when we turn inward what we see reflected back as light but what i love is this like concept of this mirror that is that we're dragging out of the attic mm-hmm. and if you drag the mirror out of the attic you know it's going to be all dusty and crap mm-hmm. and you're not going to like actually see what's what's what you know, you're only going to see the crap that's on it and you're going to see yourself in this kind of this bastardized, you know, fragmented way because mm. it's dirty. But when you, once you start cleansing the mirror, then you're going to actually see yourself clearly. Right. Mm-hmm. So the the there's a parable about, you know, people bringing in about <clears throat> the minefield mm-hmm. being a reflection of the senses. So if your senses are bringing in, you know, like. Uh, con- you know, fear and consumerism and mm-hmm. body shaming and things like that, every single thing that then you turn inward and see is going to be that. So it's our job to like do the work of bringing in beauty, light, love, joy, compassion, empathy. So when we turn inward, what we see is that as well. Mm-hmm. And then we see the world through that lens. <laughs> and I think that that is like, one of the biggest differentiators between people who I no longer spend time with versus people that I do mm-hmm. spend time with. Mm-hmm. I just can't be around people who see the world as a negative crappy place. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, what's wrong with, like we live in the same mm-hmm. world. What's going on in your world that, that leads- makes it so miserable. Yeah, like why are you so miserable? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's got, it's gotta be like roses and daisies all the right. time, but you're it telling me that- be. 
It absolutely can I mean, be. I mean, I don't know, can it? Is it roses and daisies all the time? The fact that but we're it alive, that love exists, yeah. that we can have human connection. Yeah. I think, yes, at the bottom of everything, it's there. And at the core of it, there's yeah. joy yeah. and beauty in life. And, and you can move through suffering with that joy absolutely well and you can move through pain with that mm -hmm. i think mm -hmm. the suffering part is is optional i feel like whenever i start um i do have some friends that live like every day is a bad day mm -hmm. and i've found myself like straying away from those friends and it's because it, it brings you down too because you're like yes. you're sad for them and you want to bring them up, you know? You spend so much energy doing yeah. it. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. exhausting. It is exhausting. I'm thinking of that victim mode. Mm. You know? That's yeah. what I think of when I'm listening to you talk. And I feel like it's easy to get pulled pulled into yeah. being a, feeling victimized. So my friend Kim, who you guys know, um, <laughs> she is amazing. And she, um, one day I was, I was teaching a class and it was a yin class, so it was very much an, a big energetic exchange because mm -hmm. I have to hold a lot of space for people. So all of these people came in. There were like eight new people out of a class of like 28 people. Mm -hmm. Eight of them were new, and so mm -hmm. none of them knew what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And so I was like trying to do the things, and what happens is people get in the struggle mode, and they start fighting, and they won't just relax, and they won't like mm -hmm. let go, or they won't let be, and blah, 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 blah. And anyway, and I'm like sweating bullets in a cold room. I'm like sweating, and I'm frustrated, and da, 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 da. So I, I usually do an okay job of not letting people see when I'm super stressed, except for the people that I want to see that, hmm. to, to see that. And so, but, and I didn't want anyone to see that because I don't want to take away from anyone's experience. Hmm. But what ended up happening is Kim, because she's in a seer, um, was like, hmm. what's going on? <gasps> what happened in there? And I'm like, look, like... There was a lot going on. I was just like, uh, it was in my head the whole time. These guys were doing whatever they wanted. They were going to hurt themselves. Blah, 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 blah. And so anyway, what she taught me was how to protect yourself when you're an empath. Mm -hmm. And she actually does a whole workshop on this, actually. Mm -hmm. But she did, what she said was you visualize <laughs> your aura. Mm -hmm. So you actually see your aura, you give your, you see the color of your aura, so you see it, and you visualize it, and you push it out from you. So you push it out, and then it creates this shield. bubble or mm -hmm. shield when you're like inside of your aura, so that then the energy of the other person doesn't come into yours mm -hmm. so that energy might hit your aura but it doesn't actually like penetrate penetrate it and then that way you can like be in your own mm -hmm. true self and and be able to deal with whatever's coming at you so i do that so much now that actually now whenever there's someone who's coming at me with their drama that I just mm. go, and I just like, create mm. my little shield. Yeah. Yes, and people don't realize that that's mm. what's happening, but and actually you asked me about that, like how do you stop yourself from being a, what did you ask me last night? How do you stop yourself from like responding in a crappy way when you know that you're the one responding in a crappy way? What was the question? Getting upset. Or getting upset. For, for like, pretty much no reason. <laughs> <laughs> but specifically in a relationship. Because I, mm. I don't really care about, like, 
people I don't really know. <laughs> but, but like, if I'm trying to make something work, I want to make sure I'm not reacting. <laughs> and I told her, I was like, the first thing I do is, is to take a deep breath. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, I need like legit information. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, like literally. Those deep breaths that's... have saved me so many times. No, I said it helps me to hear like the words I should say. So yeah, I should probably mention who all is here. I am Catalina Casadora Kitsune. Also known, formerly known as. The artist formerly yes, known as. Katie Lee Todd. <laughs> you can call me Katie for short. <laughs> My dove your chocolate. chocolate fortune. Yes, it says always make your past self jealous. Always mm, I love yes. this. Ooh. I like this. Yeah. I am Sandra or Sandy. Um, and Notice I... it is Sandra yes. or Sandy. Yes. Don't be calling her Sandra. <laughs> And I, my personality is like, I become obsessed with things that I'm really into. And yoga is one of those things. Mm. Yes. Mm. So I've been practicing for like five years and um, religiously like the past three years. Mm. This Mm -hmm. is how I found my tribe. Mm. No problem. Well, Dub says, don't stop until you're proud. Ooh, Ooh. I love it. Shitting hard. Dove knows what's up. <laughs> Live, love, Dove. <laughs> <laughs> should be their new tagline. Seriously, that's good. That is and good. Dove, if you're listening. <laughs> you are good. Um, I was like, wow. Yeah, I'm most I'm Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Hi. <laughs> Actually, not sure what else to say. <laughs> I don't like being put on the spot or in the spotlight. Mm. So, draw can end. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm Joa. Um, <laughs> I mean, no one really said anything except for their names. So. Well, Sandra did. She was like, yeah. my name is Sandra, and I'm about peace, love, and happiness. Mm-hmm. And yoga. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obsessive, a little obsessive. I'll plug myself. <laughs> um, I have a radio show, and I model, so there's that. <laughs> Where? What's your radio show? Um, it's called Challenge and Norm on After Vibes Radio. Very cool. Yeah. So not only do you get her wisdom, you also get Afro Vibes. Mm. Mm. AfroVibesRadio.com and then go to the show list and then find Challenge and Norm and then listen to my shows. So Miss underscore Caston on uh, Instagram is Joie and you are the tips. No, oh. you changed. Yes. yes. Now you are. I have been reborn. So I used to be the tipsy toddy. <clears throat> I am no longer tipsy. Well, I mean, I'm right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I am, but not usually. But I'm, like, I'm, in, I'm grounded now. <laughs> I can still have a glass of wine every now and then. So I, I had this realization of who who I am, and that's Casadora uh, Kitsune. Uh, and that, that's my new handle, it's at Casadora Kitsune Yoga. So I'm I'm excited to shift in my life in so many beautiful ways and step into my power and step into my wisdom. And Katie just had this life affirming experience and paradigm shifting experience in Bali because she has completed forest yes. yoga teacher woo, woo. training with Anna Forrest and Jose Calarco. Mm-hmm. And so now um, Houston area yoga studios, there's a new forest yoga teacher in town. I'm ready to blow people's minds with yes. mind-blowing, affirming uh, practices. So, Very exciting, yes. There you go. Tamika, I have a question for you. I have an answer, and it might be correct. 
What is it with white people in Bali? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're going to answer that question after introducing Sandra's handle, which is... Words of a Yogi on the gram. (laughs) Yes, and Sandra is all about her inspiration, her transformation, Mm. her vegan, Mm. hashtag Mm. that vegan life. Whenever you want to convert to or to step into your power as a vegan, Sandra will help you out. So mm-hmm. that she, there she is. And then I'm at Diva Transcending on the gram where I am just posting all of my stuff as I transcend through this piece. So, yes. Yeah, so the other day, getting back to the Bali thing, Katie posts this fantastic post on her on her insta just talking about how awesome her experience has been doing her teacher training blah 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 whatever and a friend of yours said what is it what is up with white people in bali Ah. and this is not a friend it's someone who i met one time Mm -hmm. so what's up with white people in bali yeah yeah and i had this existential crisis of 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 white privilege and just it almost completely ruined my trip it was, mm. I was in the airport, and I thought, oh my god, mm. here I am, traveling across the world, you know, I, I have such an incredible privilege to be able to do this, and someone's calling me out on that, and how do I address it? Like, how can you, mm. even earlier when, I, when you asked me where I got my earring, mm. and I said, in Bali, I felt shame for... Why? I don't know. I mean, I travel everywhere. If I haven't been to Bali, it's because I don't feel like going. Because <laughs> you're black. Yeah, I'm black. Clearly, I don't want to go to Bali. I mean, I... Person thing. Yeah, yeah. So Sandra and I were talking about this, and I'm like, "Do you want to go to Bali?" No. I have no interest in Bali. I mean, I will go to Bali eventually. But for me, I mean, there are so many beautiful places. It's just another beach, in my opinion. I'm not a beach person. Super cheap. So mm-hmm. that's the reason, right? It's a great yeah. reason. And it's a really beautiful it's a cheap spiritual beach. island. Do people and... like, do black people prefer to spend money on beaches? Is that what your argument is? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe an argument. I'm just <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> if I wanted to go to a beach for cheap that was super nice and was like very resorty, then I'd probably go somewhere like Bali. Mm. My thing is, is that I don't like traveling that long to get to places. And I feel like every... There are so many beautiful things in the Americas that have been ignored for so Mm. long. I'm really over the Eurocentrism and I'm over the exoticism of Asia. Mm. Like for me, when I go to Asia, I want to go as a thinker, as a spiritualist, as someone who is interested in like connecting to its history and and I I can go go deeper. Well, see, and so as a like. I so my you have no dirty center? dirty secret is I will put it out there. I'm Ooh. India is not on my top ten places of, of no, desired places. Nepal is up there. Um, Cambodia is up oh, there. Yes. I don't want to go to Thailand either. I'm I'd rather go to Vietnam. Oh, number one for me. And Laos, like I could eat my way through Laos. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'd rather go anywhere that's really cheap to eat. well that's the thing is vietnam you can eat for days and you're not gonna like i heard in the philippines you can spend like pennies a day but the philippines is so humid you might as well stay in houston it's hotter than houston pennies eating in the philippines Mm -hmm. versus like 
She just wants to eat. If I'm going yeah, somewhere to like, eat, I'm going to Argentina. Because Argentina is the best place to eat. My thing is, eater. if oh, you are a meat eater, it's true. <laughs> if you're not a meat eater, then India, India is your place really to go. Yeah. I would love to eat my way through India. <laughs> yeah, for me, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I love Indian food. You, I love Indian food. I love Indian food. Really I just... If I'm going to travel that far, I'd rather be on the African continent somewhere. That's that's my truth. Like, mm. for me, there's this, like, every people who have gone to Africa, myself included, have gone to Morocco. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they've gone to South Africa. But mm-hmm. that's, that's it. There's Unless so you're Nigerian more. or Ghanaian or Senegalese, which we have big communities like that here in Houston, mm-hmm. people just don't go to the continent to be there. And so for me, that's where I want to go. I want to go taste my culture instead Mm -hmm. of continuing to bring other cultures to the fore. Like Like I, yeah, yeah, I want to learn about my own, Mm -hmm. you know, I always want to go to Mexico. I love that you love Mm -hmm. going to Mexico. You're Mm -hmm. so Mexican. I love that about you. She's like, <laughs> give me tequila and um, mezcal, and Always, I'm good. Every day. Every day, lies. Every day. You, you not. give me the tipsy, not toddy. The but. tipsy sandy? The tipsy yogi. Yeah, the tipsy <laughs> yogi. I'm oh, pretty one. sure that's a oh. thing already. I mean, there's a and whole yacht state. yoga. That's what I'm trying to make big. What? Wow. Yacht yoga. Okay. I'm trying to register, incorporated. Yes, please. Oh, that'll be a lot of money. Yes, it's very exclusive. It will not be Bali. <laughs> that your your you white cruise. privilege will come out Y'all in that can one. Cruise Bali <laughs> and not even get Bali. out. They'd have to get there on a yacht. How do you get we'll to get Bali to from Bali. Houston? We'll get to the Bali. <laughs> to the Bali. Anyway, were we talking about unsolicited yes, advice? Yes, we were. Well, yeah. no, that's the name of the podcast episode. Oh, it doesn't mean that we were technically talking about that. The rambling's okay I'm, because rambling's authentic expression. And <laughs> I did think I about that. something um, okay. that happened to me. Mm. I wasn't sure if I wanted to share, but I will share. We've all been waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> We've been rambling so you would get enough courage okay. to be able to share with our audience. So I did... Um, I had this exchange with one of my really good friends. Um, so I was... I used to hang out with this person a lot a few years ago and then I just kind of like straight away because I've been doing a lot of yoga and so I surround myself with more yoga people than anything and um, she told me something that really like gutted me a little bit Um, so what was happening is we we were at we were out on brunch and um, um, somebody at the table was talking about work and um, and I felt like that I was dragged into this like um, like mess talking session or whatever, which I used to love mm-hmm. back then. And I just I felt like um, when she she like defended the person I was talking about, it like shook me, and I was like, "What am I doing? Like, why am I talking about this?" this lady who like has done nothing to me you know Mm. and um it just like I felt ashamed for like going Mm. like being triggered and being drawn back to my old ways and my old self and how like it made me feel good to talk about somebody Mm. and so um yeah so it felt really 
weird, like being drawn back to that, that old person that I was. And, um, when I brought it up to one of my friends, what she told me was, um, it was kind of passive aggressive, which I, I mean, that's how I took it, which I really, I was very offended. And, um, what she said was, I, I realized that you like found your, like, a group of friends that are like-minded like you now and are like always very zen. Um, <laughs> That's me. Um, Tamika and I were very zen. I'm always zen. Okay. I'm actually levitating right now. Oh so, wait, God, <laughs> so you were describing this experience to someone else. And then the friend said this. And the, she said what? Could you say what she was, she was She was actually at brunch. Okay. So she re- she noticed that I was upset, mm-hmm. and so she asked me like what was wrong, mm-hmm. and so I was I was like you know I just really felt ashamed because I was I was triggered at that moment, and I told I told her like I don't I don't like that I was brought to that my old self and mm-hmm. and that's just not who I am anymore like I don't get get off on like talking mess about people anymore and it just like it I didn't like that mm-hmm. I was brought to that. Mm-hmm. And um, so what she said was like, mm-hmm. and I realized that you found your like people sure. that <laughs> they're all Zen or whatever, but you have to realize that not everybody is like that. And I'm the same way. Like I like to talk mess and I mean, are you saying that we can't be friends? And it just kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, mm-hmm. it felt really. Cause they're out. No. I, I hate it when I, I hate it when yes I am all about because she made block. it about herself which that, is the problem thank you because like, it wasn't a her thing it was a you thing telling your friend and then she made it about herself which she, is a red flag she feels threatened because you have this new group of people so she can see you evolving and she thinks that you might be leaving her who and cares who cares but if this is a person that you value <laughs> no if she really had trust and faith in the friendship she wouldn't be tripping about it in the first place speak on so it so she doesn't even <laughs> trust that y'all's friendship is that close because she knows y'all have grown apart mm-hmm. and she knows that you do hang out with certain people maybe more than her or whatever and so she feels threatened but if she really had mm-hmm. confidence in y'all's relationship she wouldn't be threatened to begin with she would be like oh I know that she has those people and I'm happy for her and I'm still here for her as her friend. If she truly believed in y'all's friendship, Mm. that's the way she would be coming at it. Not like, oh, well, I feel threatened because Mm -hmm. she doesn't like to do something that I like to do. Y'all have to be twins. Here's my thing. If she were were young and and she heard you airing your truth and then she made it about her, Mm I get it. Like that's, you know, as young people, we don't, you know, young people don't really kind of know how to be in difficult situations Mm -hmm. and hear someone's heart Mm -hmm. and like deal with it. Like, what do you say to that? You know, you don't listen. Um, that's my, that's exactly where I'm going. If you're at a point in which you have people in your life who can allow you to speak your truth and then you have someone in your life who when you speak your truth then makes your truth about like oh your truth hurts me in this way mm-hmm. come yeah. on i mean that's that that's that bridge to gaslighting it's not gaslighting yet mm-hmm. but it's certainly the bridge to it of like oh what you just said makes me think about all of the times so, in which so, i yeah. i was hurt so then what are you supposed to do like not talk about certain things and like yeah. then your friendship suffers because you can't be 
true with her. You yeah. can't be authentic. It's not just with her. the friendship that suffers, you suffer. You and your friendship. Mm-hmm. Like because now you like this person that you relied on, you realize you can't rely on them anymore because you can't actually be honest with you them. You can't. So you they can no longer really truly be your best friend because you can't confide in them. Um, Casadora has a comment. I have a comment. Tell us Casadora. I think that when we reach this place of speaking our truth it becomes really hard for the people who saw us before then Mm -hmm. and I think it's worth spending some time with them if you are invested in that relationship if if they mean something to you I think it's worth taking the time to explain why this means so much to you because we're all human beings and we mm-hmm. all want connection and we all are insecure mm-hmm. and we're Every all evolving at different rates yes. yes and so i'm wondering if she is just not at that level and that if you sit down with her and show her that you value her friendship and that she should not be threatened that she would have a different reaction here mm-hmm. Yeah, I you mean, know. I think communication is key. Like, yeah. oh my god, yes. Like, like yes. I'm not. Well, when I said cut her out, I was like, that was <laughs> that was an immediate reaction. But like, you know, like obviously, <laughs> I wonder where you got that from. <laughs> obviously, you should like if this is your best friend, you know, like then yeah, you should be like, I do value this person. Is this something that we can come from or work through? Because, like, that's a valuable relationship to you. But if this is, like, some person you don't really, like, mess with like that and you just, like... Yeah, but... Then it's, like, why why, why do the work? I think like, the question, too, is how how often does this happen as well? Yeah. I mean, was this the first time that yeah. something like this happened? I mean, the thing is, is that, like, for me, okay, yes. Okay, so Sandra has a accused me of being a person who just like cuts people out of my life because I, <laughs> I do but here's the thing i'm 45 i know what i want i know what i want yes. in my life okay and i'm not confused about it at all also i give people many chances to get mm-hmm. on my level if they're not or to be on their higher level yes but if they're not then why then my experience is that they leech onto my energy for me to try to pull them up. Mm-hmm. And I am not doing that anymore. You Sandra. develop your own mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and we will be mirrors for one another. Absolutely. Now, that said, you're absolutely right in that everyone is evolving at different times. Mm-hmm. And I think the opportunity should be given to the person to understand more about who you are and what your truth is. But how they respond to that is really crucial. Yeah, like if you start inviting, if you're like, oh, well, you know, you should meet them. You know, you should come around. You should like come to yoga. I'll, I'll take Tomorrow. you to a class or something mm-hmm. like that. And then that person's constant response is, oh, no. It's like, okay, then you're not making the effort. You're just like, on I'm different levels. the effort and you're not. Something that's coming up for me right now is that maybe the work that you're doing has brought some discontent mm-hmm. and vulnerabilities in her own mm. um, in her own qualities and characteristics so to like the surface of her attention. Right. So like she's in a way it's maybe she was even it's even like reaching out. Mm-hmm. You know you know what I mean mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. 
how it's an opportunity for you to share how you shifted mm-hmm. in that same area mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and invite her to step into something different. This is yeah. why Jackie wouldn't have been burned by the church. <laughs> This is why. This is why because she's so kind. She's so kind. She's so kind. You are kind. And that is beautiful. My thing is, is I have this, I guess for me, because I spent so much of my life Mm -hmm. just trying to be a peacemaker and be, I won't say a people pleaser, but certainly Mm -hmm. a peacemaker. I'm a middle child. It's very much my nature. And then also just being so deeply steeped in my own integrity when other people weren't, then I would get so pissed off about it because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm showing up in this way. I'm asking you to show up in the same way. Mm-hmm. And and I had to learn, you know, everyone gets to kind of show up in their own way mm-hmm. as authentically, right? And if that way in which they're showing up is somehow taking away from my life, my energy, my experience, I think you don't we have give... To be we yeah. don't like we also have a choice to not have to be around everyone because we don't have to be people mm-hmm. pleasers. Mm-hmm. That's right. also not truthful. Mm-hmm. That's also not real mm-hmm. when we're just trying to be nice and just be like in the business of pleasing people. Mm-hmm. I think for me with this particular person because this is not the first time that has happened with this mm-hmm. person cuz you know as I mentioned Sandra and I yeah. walk in the morning so mm-hmm. this is like this is like the third time this person's come up doing some kind of gaslighting crap and it's just like you know it it, it it's, ex- mm. it's as the as the bystander it's exhausting mm. yeah. yes mm-hmm. but i also think you're taking your experience mm-hmm. of course into yeah. this and sure. you're at a different place in your mm-hmm. life sandra yeah. where you're still shifting yeah mm-hmm. and you're still learning what it is that you want mm-hmm. and you're still figuring out who you want to take on this journey with you and you may have not really sat down with this person and explained why this is so meaningful for you because you're still figuring it out exactly yeah. well let's also right now go ahead and speak and, to our ages because we do have some mm-hmm. age diversity uh, uh-huh. here so sandra you are 28, and Joa, 27. I would also like to say that I did a beautiful meditation in Bali where I met my wiser self and transferred my energy into my wiser self. And she was 45. What? Mm-hmm. No show. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, we're really the same we're age. We're really the same age. We're really the same age. You were going to say something else, Sandra. I'm sorry. When I, when I was like this like person that would get off on like talking bad about people, I was very, very unhappy. Mm-hmm. Also, I would block people. Which is why it's not my first thing to do. So I was like, as soon as like you looked at me the wrong way or like you said something like, mm-hmm. and I also, I also um, would project or like assign thoughts to people, which was I was really Ooh, bad. That is so mm-hmm. common though. But I would have like these discussions and then like punish people. For something that you thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and, for sure. and it was like so unhealthy. And and my reaction would be to block that person. Mm. And I don't want that. I don't want to be that person anymore. I don't want to have to like block somebody. Like I want to explain myself. Like I don't 
I don't want to ghost people or like, you know, like just. Well, yeah. And I think there's middle ground. Yeah. I was the opposite. And I think that's why now I do block yeah, people because right. before yeah. I would just allow for people to continue in my life. And after doing that for so long, you realize yeah. that people don't change, yeah. and then you're Do keeping you really these. Do you think that's true? I absolutely think that's true. Because I feel like I've changed. I mean, I feel like there was a time when I was not connected, and now I do feel connected. Well, I think people evolve, but do you think that at your core, the person that you are, your values are totally different than they were? I don't think I've been changed that much from when I was young, from when I was a kid. Like, like your like, actual maybe, values. Maybe I haven't changed from my true right. self, my higher self. Right. Like, but there was a time when I was not that yeah. person. Well, but those are just behaviors and patterns that are ex they're superficial. You that know, the more right. we pull back the layers, mm -hmm. the more we but get to that. But wouldn't that be true self. of everyone then? Yeah. I'm saying that I'm talking I'm speaking of values. Like if your values are totally are are, are I don't think people's values actually change. I think that in fact, here's the thing. When it comes to human nice. human nature and, and personalities and, and, and all of those things, mm -hmm. I definitely believe that we act out in different ways. Mm -hmm. We can act out with sex. We can act out with alcohol, with food. Mm -hmm. We can do all check, of those check, things. Check. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can act out in all those ways mm -hmm. because of... Either something we're fearing or we're avoiding mm -hmm. or we are, um, we are we're, we're, we're numbing in that moment. Mm -hmm. But who we are at our core is still who we are at our core. Those are all behaviors. And I think that when people say, well, I've changed a lot since then. What they're actually saying is my behaviors have changed. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm more the person that... Um, I feel that I I'm feel more true to myself mm -hmm. now than mm -hmm. I felt yeah. back then. But you, who you are, you are who you are. And who you are is a constant discovery. Mm -hmm. I do not believe that anyone truly changes who they are unless it is a brain injury mm -hmm. or a major trauma that has happened in their lives. Mm. And that is actually, there's science around this, mm -hmm. science that has said that the the way that we actually view, our worldview actually doesn't, or who we are mm -hmm. at our core doesn't actually change unless we've had some sort of traumatic mm -hmm. um, moment that has changed it for us. And then, we, and then oftentimes people will like, wake up from a traumatic brain injury as a totally different person mm. or come back from a traumatic situation or like with PTSD or for more or whatever. And they're a different person. I was wondering you know? about that. Yeah, for, for sure. Also though, there's amazing science, which I quote all the time, Joe Dispenza, who just started following me on Twitter. Anyway, Joe Dispenza, he's like, he's neuroscience bay. I love him so much. Joe Dispenza, if you're listening, we, I'd love to have you on. Um, but here, let's collabo, please. Um, but he has done a lot of neuro um, research and neuroscience that um, has spoken directly to the fact that people do not change unless unless and that's the big unless mm -hmm. they're actually creating a vision that is totally based in something that they haven't yet experienced 
which is very difficult to do, mm-hmm. but as but we can actually do it through meditation. Mm-hmm. So in meditation, mm-hmm. we can create this vision or this view of the world that we, we've never experienced ever in our lives. And we can, if we continue seeing that vision and we keep me- meditating on that vision, then we absolutely can change on a, on a deep level and mm-hmm. walk into that vision. Mm-hmm. So I it's mean, possible. But I'm just thinking like when, you, when we say change or when we talk about who we really are at our core and people can't change from who they really are, like who we really are is connected to source energy, which is unconditional love. So, like, maybe someone is really far away from that source. I agree. I agree. Because of years of... Mm. Damage, trauma, and, and Maybe not just in this life, but in previous sure, lives. Sure, absolutely. We talk about ancestry. Like, maybe mm. they're not connected to that, but does that mean that they're not, in essence, no. a light being of love? You know? I, like, I t- and that... Absolutely. I believe that we're all light being love. I think we're all that. And I think that... I think that that doesn't change. I think that that actually proves what we're saying is that that doesn't change. But what does change is a person's distance from that. Or what do, and that usually shows up in behaviors or people mm-hmm. or um, relationships and things like that. So the more that we get closer to source, the more that we get closer mm-hmm. to our, our big self, authentic capital self. S, our, identif- our, mm-hmm. our, yeah, our authentic self, the more we see that is that a change? No, that's evolution. But I think the possibility for change exists. Like I, I, I just, I think I the possibility for changing behaviors change. exists. But is your behavior you? Do you believe that your behavior is no. who you are? Now I see what you're saying. Actually, I, what I was resisting, I think, was this. People are fun. I, I think I was hearing people are fundamentally bad, but now I'm no. Now I'm understanding. People are fundamentally people are light. Good. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Things happen mm-hmm. and you change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So about two years ago, I feel like I woke up and I started doing a lot of work on myself and and trying to to heal this deep wound that I didn't know where it came from, but I remember being a child and being happy and and feeling the magic of this world and feeling connected to nature and feeling Mm -hmm. like I I believed in in the good and the beauty and then something happened along the way and I'm still not exactly sure what it was Mm -hmm. but from about 14 until 28 I lived in in darkness and despair and and was numbing with sex and drugs and alcohol and just whatever I could get my hands on. And now, after this experience of of finding a tribe, of having a yoga practice, of working with a therapist, of working with an energy healer, like all of Mm -hmm. these beautiful things of doing yoga teacher training, I now feel like I am reconnected back Mm. to my childhood Mm -hmm. self. That one that is in touch with nature, that feels that there is magic in the world, that can Mm -hmm. see it, that and and what an incredibly beautiful thing. And I think it's it's a similar thing to what we were just talking about, Mm -hmm. that we have this core being, but we can very easily be pulled away from it. Absolutely. Into a different direction. And if you have these tools through yoga, mm-hmm. meditation, finding the people that can help ask the questions to bring right. you back, then you can get back in touch with your core mm-hmm. being again. 
So maybe mm-hmm. it's not necessarily that we're changing, but we're arriving back at ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the pulling away is the illusion. Mm-hmm. Finding right? your way home. I think yeah. that um, maybe it was earlier this year, I was looking at like some pictures of myself when I was like really young, and I was like, you know, I really think like this is actually who I am. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. who I was then, like. Yeah. And then like who you know, you then? high How school started and that was. Mm-hmm. And middle and like you know experiences like and we're trying up, to figure out how we fit into mm-hmm. culture into this yeah. society and we 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 don't know and then we mm-hmm. revert back to who yeah, we really are. Yeah, because like back then I think I was like really into. Uh, well, I don't know what I was really into, but I mean, really into music and all that stuff. And you wanted and to be a drummer mm-hmm. when you were five. You I, deeply I, wanted to be mm-hmm. a drummer. It's funny because yeah. I I literally like recently. Like, if anyone asked me, like, what instruments would you want to learn? I was like, drums and, mm-hmm. like, piano. Like, those yeah. are the instruments. Mm-hmm. And violin for a long time, I really wanted to mm-hmm. learn. But, yeah, drums is usually my top three answers. But, um, which mm-hmm. is really random, because, like, it's been a really long time since I ever really considered an instrument. But every time I'm around drums, I'm really drawn to them mm-hmm. and everything like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I was looking at pictures of myself, and I, I saw, there was, like, earlier this year, maybe last year, I was, like, I really think, like, whoever I was at that age is, like, who I really am and who mm-hmm. people really are. Is like, yeah. who they, like, I wrote down our childhood self as our truest self. Like, yeah. It's so true. That's it. That's it's really it's true. so yeah. true. It's so true. You know, I, I remember, like, just wanting to, I, I had such a curiosity about yeah. things when I was little, and... I just wanted to like observe and then I remember I remember distinctly feeling pushed out of 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 that Mm -hmm. it it was it wasn't it wasn't a shame around it it was I mean there is a shame that comes up later but I just remember feeling like Mm -hmm. um I didn't get to I wasn't invited to participate um Mm. so then everything then started orienting to participation how can i I participate Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and so then all of those layers start piling on because then now trying to be who you think you should be instead of who you exactly exactly i become the performer i become the entertainer Mm -hmm. i become the I become the the guide, the mentor, the the you know the comedian. All these different ways in which I get to participate. Mm-hmm. When really all I wanted to be was just heard and seen. And I think, and we've talked about this mm-hmm. about how we just really want to be heard and seen at our core. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that, and I think this is why being a good friend is so important. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're come, when it come, and having good friends in yes. our lives. Because when it comes to, there are two things. When we start coming into our own, when we start evolving into our own, and we start coming home to that light, that innate light that is in all of us, and that's our true nature. Mm -hmm. If we have people around who are speaking to our shadow selves, Mm -hmm. they're not hanging out in that light. Mm -hmm. They are not going to hang out in that light. Because we, they They could could be drawn to it, but they could also be drawn to the shadow self. And the thing is, is that our, the struggle, I think, I think, is that we're constantly battling that shadow self because culture mm-hmm. supports the shadow self. Mm. 
we are being countercultural beings by working toward light. Culture yeah. is trying to tell you everything that you don't have, everything mm-hmm. that you need, mm-hmm. and blah, 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 which then makes us think about, oh, I'm so fat, or mm-hmm. oh, I'm so stupid, or oh, I'm blah, 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 what, whatever. What, money, exactly. Like, whatever you think yeah. you don't have, culture is going to say, you're right, you don't have it. And so... I mean, that's shaving, that's... Uh, Makeup, uh, gargling mouthwash. That's uh, mouthwash. Yeah, ma- oh, mouthwash was originally mouthwash. A, a cleaner for like tubs and sinks and stuff. And then they started advertising bad breath, and then people mm-hmm. started using oh, mouthwash to mm-hmm. fix. That's funny. Bad breath. I know this is an aside, but I think it's really cool. I was just reading uh, Half of a Yellow Sun by Jim Amanda, and there was a, a point where one of the village boys who was brought into a university town to be uh, like a houseboy he started using toothpaste and his parents when he went back to visit Mm -hmm. were saying like what is this terrible Mm -hmm. smell it makes me sick this this minty thing it's gross as they used a um they used like a stick bark Mm -hmm. yeah bark yeah yeah and so Mm -hmm. that was like what fresh was in their mouth and it was such a foreign idea to have this mint and I thought wow what a what an interesting and beautiful idea that Mm -hmm. we introduced this like outrageous there's a reason why people sustain themselves like before modern technology you know like right like the way a lot of cultures are are living in rural countries Mm -hmm. specifically like African countries is like very mm-hmm. close to how like so original much. people sustain yeah. themselves. You right. know, we it's have like, so much to learn like, from indigenous culture. Well, yeah. and it's also it's not even you don't even have to go indigenous. You can also go to you know Middle Eastern cultures. People are I, I actually speak about this in this text that I'm writing right now, where it's mm-hmm. like I've had so many friends who are like, oh my gosh, you know, women who you know wear a hijab like they're so oppressed and blah 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 and i'm like have you actually talked to those women like out of the friends that i know Mm -hmm. who wear the veils because they want to um you know and and you know how are we what are how are we participating in the othering of Mm -hmm. of women who who do wear a veil whether it's by their choice or their cultural obligation but how are we participating in that? You know, realistically, if we go back even like 80 years, Catholic women wore the veil mm-hmm. to go to church. That's yeah. why older women yeah. still, still wear do. a veil, yeah. will still go, and people don't understand mm-hmm. why. It was it was a part of the culture mm-hmm. for women to create a barrier between themselves and the divine, mm-hmm. and they did it in Catholic culture. Jew- Jewish women who I've are seen, Orthodox still yeah, do I've it. I've seen pictures, a picture of every single religion that's like pretty popular. Mainline. That... Mm-hmm. All of them have some sort of head some sort of head covering. It was normal. It was normal to kind of create a distance between yourself and that which is so much greater than you that Mm -hmm. you know it's it's it it can't be explained. And there was nothing wrong with that. And but but now because of xenophobia, it's like oh well, that's what this group of people does, and that's and it's not a choice. And it's not a choice. They don't want that. Mm-hmm. And and then I think... Well, it's well, like how, make up a choice. That's a veil for Thank us, you. Right? Like, thank you. Hair, like, 
We all have our masks. Exactly. Mm. And for men, they have them too. It's called the beard. Mm. <laughs> the hats. beard is a man's makeup. And Which there, are, there are male uh, weaves now. So. Mm. I know. There are beard weaves too. What? Yes, that is a thing. There are beard weaves. Uh, but, but going back to like, I have two things. One, the first mm-hmm. one is, um, I think there's something to say about how kids are always asking why about everything Mm. and like like nowadays and this has been since college so what five years ago I mean because it was mid-college I started asking more of why things are happening Mm. or why people are acting away rather than being like accusatory or just assuming things judging Mm -hmm. yeah i'm just like well why where did this like why did this person feel this way or Mm -hmm. why did they react this way or why am i feeling this way instead of like just being like well that's you know that's just dumb or that's whatever Mm -hmm. and then um that's kind of like putting yourself in their in their Mm -hmm. shoes yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um assigning the assessing the situation rather than like the person's character like mm-hmm. you're, yes. you're saying like okay Absolutely. what did what happened that in the situation that could have made this happen rather than what did this person do and right. and um and it and that's why you're mm-hmm. asking the why and like as a kid that's one of the main questions you ask is why why mm-hmm. and why, sometimes why? that part <laughs> the answer is got to be a deal breaker like sometimes the answer why is a deal breaker like if your character is or like for example um, this person that I knew had an issue with, um, he, he got into some big argument with me about undocumented people. And so I was like, you know, there mm. are children who are brought to this country who, who can't control mm-hmm. the, you know, their circumstances. And that's a big number of undocumented Im- immigrants. Are you saying that those, you know, children deserve to go to prison or whatever? I don't even remember the conversation now. Because he's since been deleted. <laughs> because well, his response was yes. His response was yes. His response was. Wait, what was your question? His, I was like, do you think that they should go to prison, or do you feel that they should yes. be yes? And I'm like, that's and a deal breaker children. for me. That is a deal breaker for me. If you cannot see a child mm-hmm. as a child, and you see you're so much of an ideologue that you just see a black and white situation over mm-hmm. you know, who deserves to be here and who doesn't, that's a deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. So me sometimes too. the reveal, the character reveal is a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Um, but that actually segues well into my second point, <laughs> which, which was something I wanted to say earlier, but I forgot. Um, which is, I think it's really hard to create boundaries with someone you love, and that's yeah. not mm. exclusive from friendships. Well, Especially like, when you're... What are you no, trying to I say, say Joa? It's not exclusive. Mm. So I'm saying, like, it's, it's really hard when you love someone to be like, yeah, no, this person's just not supposed to be in my life. Like, because yeah. it's especially, like, what if they're it's, your especially mom? if they yeah. don't, well, no, like a best friend. It's like, you, because yeah. you don't really think about that. You don't yeah. really think about that being someone that at some point mm-hmm. you'll have to cut out for whatever yeah. reason. So, and like, it's even harder if it's a family member. Yeah. yeah, so I think just like remembering that like people are in your life for certain amounts of time for certain lessons and some people are there for the long run and some people aren't and and Mm -hmm. that doesn't matter how long they've been there like 
it's their time to now leave yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and and it, and like that's just something that happens like you've done that however many times before with past friends and like yeah. you know like or even maybe past family members or past relationships you know like mm-hmm. most people have had a major heartbreak and have still found love you know like yeah. so it's like it's not like you can't come back from something mm-hmm. or like that this boundary can't be made because it's been done before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it's like important to remind yourself, like, is this, can I really see myself like, like in a relationship? Can I really see myself with this person doing this thing that I don't like if they never change it? Mm-hmm. Like friend, family, relationship, like, cause if it's not something you think you can deal with, then like that person, I don't think should be in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's kind of, like, my, where it's hard for me to, like, have this conversation of, like, open the door of, like, saying, like, well, this is how I feel and, like, this is who I really am and, like, allow that person to, like, to show her my tribe and, like, you know, because I feel like this is a very sacred space and I just, like, I don't know, I just feel, like, that ultimately is true, like, you know, people are here or in your life for a season or for a reason. But, like, I feel like that's why I'm kind of avoiding having this conversation because I feel like that might be, like, the, that was, like, the highlight. It highlighted that this was, this person might, yeah. it might be, like, the, the season. But I just remember yeah. that mm-hmm. for every person who's not supposed to be there that you keep there, they're taking up space for someone who's supposed Ooh. to be there. That's true. Powerful. Like, like, and and I can speak to that as relationships. Like for years, I tried to make something work. For years, I tried to make things work with people that like it was not supposed to work with. And like now, like you know, I don't know what's gonna happen in this current relationship, but this person has all of the things like I've wanted, and mm. I don't have to try. Like mm. it's not work. It's mm. not effort. Like it's very easy, and like it just yeah. works. And like had I not eventually gotten rid of those people or talked to people that were like nah you know it's really not gonna work or like even gone to psychics and been like please tell me what i already know you know <laughs> like i just need you to tell me because you're connected like mm-hmm. it's like instead of listening to yourself yeah but it's like well she says you like work on trusting yourself and like I know that's something I need to work on Mm. but it's something I actively work on and it's something that I've seen now the payoff Mm. that's that's what that was the second thing that I that I think that is that is the reason why who we have in our lives is so important is because when things go awry whether it's a giant trauma, like, um, you know, and, and it could be something as much as a sexual trauma or, or a death in the family or whatever. Or like a or, major lifelong best friend, just it not working. So right. Like, so what, family, yeah. like, right. I've had that. Whenever there's a major, whenever there is something that really goes wrong. Having people in your life who are supportive and loving and affirming is extremely important because Mm -hmm. however they react to that situation is going to frame your reaction as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And so if you have people in your life who are not meant to be there, who have overstayed their cycle in your life. In the last episode, I'll talk about 
maintaining cycles that mm-hmm. are over and, and staying in them beyond their natural expiration yeah. date. If we're in those cycles and we have those people in our lives who we know do not serve us, when something dra- you know, happens, then, then yeah, whatever ha- whoever we have in our lives is going to be that person. So, for example, there is, or who's going to frame the situation. So was, um, I, I've, I've mentioned, you know, the death of my mom. If I would have had my ex in my life when my mom died, then it would have been all about my ex's father's death and blah, 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 because that person could never actually allow me to have my feelings about anything. Mm. And so then my response then would have been all about making sure that there was... Comforting him. Yes, Mm -hmm. her actually. But it would have been all about that. It would have been all about that. I wouldn't have had space for my Mm. own feelings. And so how I would have... yeah, I know I have several, actually. I was like, but how I, you're <laughs> like, which really ex? Nation, like, if she's which talking about ex? my dad, like, no, that's God, really no, far God. away. No, no, I don't that's even care anymore. That's what I was thinking. No. Like... no, but, but, with, but, but they're, they're all, you know, if I would have had the mm. wrong person in my life at that moment, mm. then right. how I would have been able to go beyond that moment or mm-hmm. feel that moment it was totally but it that's was why totally i think it's so important up. to know where you are where your true north is it's yes. outside of your skin your body like yes but that's nice and good to say but when you have true. a trauma but, but when you have a trauma for, but that's what we work our whole lives sure absolutely but when when the rug is pulled from out of you no matter yeah, how long I've you've been, been walking you will fall you know, like no matter how long you, how much you've been learning about yourself, everything that you believe about yourself goes out the door. But at the end of the day, that's up to us, not sure, to the people absolutely. that we have. No, but how we are able to respond our- in that moment for sure has to do with those people. Because for example, let's say that you came to me and you're like, look, I have this, you know, um situation if i'm still like in my own crap then i'm gonna be like you know um you know whatever like that's not really that big of a deal like i've got my own things going on right now and i don't really have the space to listen to your situation or apply her own experience or yeah you'd be like being able to like put herself in your shoes right like no matter how evolved you are you'd be like I really needed you to just hear me in that moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, so and then imagine like all of the crap that's yeah. going on in your head. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. That? I don't know what I'm resisting, but there's something that's not sitting with me. But what I agree, I agree I with everything that like you're saying to have, fundamentally. To have the support, like to have a tribe, the to have right. a safe space. To, that's going to support have right you. To, to allow you to feel what you feel. Who's not going to like make yeah. you feel and like crap for feeling recently. the way that you feel. Mm-hmm. And and I, it's not about resisting, I think. I think that is the lie that you're telling yourself right now. I think that you are completely giving an incredible breadth of things to think about yeah. and consider that are important things to consider. 
and and is framed by the fact that you have great people in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing yeah. is that like Staying I in your house. Right? You, like, <laughs> you have great affirming people mm-hmm. in your life. And so of course you're going to have this is where good privilege comes in is but that you're is like I don't even know what you're talking no, about right now. That. It's not that. I think I just that I think it just came to me. I don't ever want to get to a point where I feel I feel like for me personally, my evolutionary growth is so that I can be a more compassionate person. Absolutely. I don't ever want to judge anyone. And you are such a compassionate person. Me and Sandra are the same. You are such a compassionate person. It's it's but but I'm just worried about this line between evolving and judging. Like because we are connected to a deeper truth. We need to we maybe should accept that some people are not connected to that truth yet. Yeah. But absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 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 And all Does, I'm saying is okay. that, that when we sense? have, yes, I'm just saying that, okay, like, for example, when I went, well, at least just from my, I'll only speak for myself, but I know that for me, when, when my most important person died, every single thing that I knew just paused. And so and the sl- it was like the slate was wiped clean. Mm-hmm. So if when once the slate is wiped clean, like everything you know has to kind of be reflected onto that slate. And so it's extremely important to have people who are going to reflect that truth. Yes. And I can speak to That's that. That's what I'm talking because about. Because when that was all happening, like, and this is like not something we've even discussed yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah. when, when the whole sickness and progression of that was going on there was a lot of fear from her that our relationship was mm-hmm. going to struggle and that fear was directly making our relationship struggle yeah. like mm-hmm. it, to the point where we were getting in really bad arguments mm-hmm. and they were all fear based like, and and it was like, yeah, it was me reacting because for four years I had been on my own and now I'm back in the house and there's like a different feeling and a different normal and everything. And from her, because she's seeing her family stuff come out with this mm-hmm. whole thing, with the whole sickness and everything, and she's fearing that that's going to happen with us. And like, so those two things like clashing clashed (laughs) but it took her saying no it it took maria no it took you it took you saying actually it started with you it took no ma'am no you actually said that really decisions made out of fear are not are not decisions that are not good decisions or something like that you said Mm -hmm. something like you know, you're framing everything from a standpoint of fear, and mm-hmm. that is not the place from which to begin because this fear conversation. Is, because yeah. fear begets fear. fear. Yeah, and fear creates yeah. Yeah. what you fear. Yeah. Fear creates yeah. the situation. Like, so she actually mm-hmm. said this. This is my 20, mm-hmm. at that time, 21-year-old mm-hmm. child mm-hmm. telling that me that, but yeah. she was reflecting mm-hmm. something back to me that I knew but had completely forgotten mm-hmm. because slowly as I was, you know, grieving, mm-hmm. 
these because I was pre-grieving. You pre-grieve yeah. when you have I mean, Alzheimer's. We kind of all uh, do. are you dealing with that? Yeah, we're pre-grieving. So that's that's the thing with Alzheimer's or cancer, anything you know that's going to take someone out. A terminal is that you, illness, right? Yeah. And so as that as the slate was slowly being erased, if I wouldn't have had the reflection of what I knew was true come to me, then I would, I would have, have continued. Yourself. I would have lost it. Yeah. And the thing is, is that imagine if that would have been someone else projecting their crap onto me, then that's what I would have reflected yeah. back. Yeah. At least until X, Y, or Z amount of time. So, you know, trauma is going to happen in our lives. And so having people around us who are good, supporting friends mm-hmm. who truth. can reflect back our truth when we have forgotten it is important. Yes. I remember starting my journey and feeling this need for community, feeling like I had, I was stuck and I didn't know how to get out of my rut, rut, my, my dismal, what darkness. Mm. And I mean, this sounds like a plug, but it was really Tamika's Costa Rica trip where I met for the first time people that loved me for who I was, like loved mm-hmm. me completely and authentically. And I'd never felt that kind of unconditional love before. Mm. And I really believe that that feeling was what allowed me to move forward mm. and to to be surrounded mm-hmm. by these people who, who could say to me, like, yeah, you're moving in the right direction. Yeah, we mm-hmm. support you. Yes, mm-hmm. we see you. We see We see you. you. We see you. That's fucking it's everything it's everything it's what we want it's what we it's what we're hoping for tell that story about katie katie even said when she when we saw her when she came back from her trip she said i mean i was so nervous coming back and like whatever everybody's reaction would be but i knew like i mean i knew our like my tribe would would so be there for me yeah absolutely but just having that is yeah. amazing it's an amazing mm-hmm. feeling like mm-hmm. just knowing like no matter what a long yeah. a long time ago i said the the higher quality your friends the more easily you can call out bullshit in your life mm. so like when you have a tribe that shows up mm. for you all of the people who are are kind of mm, one foot in, one foot out, or kind of that's why your that. relationships haven't worked. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I told her when she was old, was when say, she was this young, like this, it is. Well, like, yeah, yeah. This because now I'm like, oh, he does it. I don't know why that dude can do that. But I remember <laughs> telling her when she was like ten or something, and I would always bring her flowers and candy all the time. And just like love on her and get her nails done and this, that, or the other and buy her cute things. And I said, I want to make, yeah, I want to create the the bar to which everyone else is measured. And if they don't hit that bar, then they don't deserve to be in your life. Yes. And so. What an important thing for a woman to feel about themselves. mm -hmm. Because for me, most of my life, I'm like. What do I need to do to get this man to want me? You know, instead oh, of the honey, yes, that is a whole other thing Wait. about how like women are like, how do I? You know, so I actually, me? I actually mm. for a for a while thought like that, and uh, when I was in college, it was like a really big thing, and 
the thing that kind of made me start to realize that it didn't matter what a guy liked or wanted it really mattered what i wanted mm -hmm. and that this person fit that yeah um and vice versa uh, is <laughs> really seeing people like Amber Rose, as much hate as mm. she gets, and people like Kim Kardashian, and Wait, people. Who is Amber Rose? Uh, she was a. Uh, she's. Uh, she's a socialite. Socialite. Sure. She's. She's really. She does. She was a dancer. She does a slut walk. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know her. Okay. Yeah. So it was really seeing, you know, people like that, mm -hmm. like people that were maybe not famous, but known for having a sexual like history. People like Cardi B, people like mm -hmm. like can all we, these. Can all we these, just call BS on all of that? Like, all these, why are right, women all these people that like were sluts right, and then no, them having not even no. role models, just like just having men that still respected them. Yes. And then thinking like Okay, like these are women that like they have money, so maybe that makes sense. But then it's like, wait, no, no. but people marry porn stars. But so here's like, the thing: but men are more likely no, to but, marry the to but, respect the women than women are. So then it, it's <laughs> then it started clicking in my head like hmm. it's really just like a mm -hmm. man being insecure. That's yes. what it is. It's not mm -hmm. like a woman being liberated or free with her body. It's all about a man not being, being okay secure about that. <laughs> like, but, but, so then I was like, some so there's it. someone for everyone. Mm -hmm. I yes. just haven't found that person exactly. yet. And that's when it started. Exactly. Exactly. And then yeah. you found it. Then you found him. So far, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, so is that we, we think, yeah, we are trained to think, we are trained mm -hmm. to think that we are like leading toward we being women, that we are, we're perfecting ourselves for the perfect mate. But the reality is, is that most of the judgment is actually coming from other women. But that's a fear thing too. Of course it's a it's fear a thing. It's a competition. It's a competition thing yeah. and it's a fear based thing. Off of fear. Yeah. And it's no, it's not even based off of fear. It's based off of a fabricated competition that that culture has created it's yes. not even off of anything real the mm -hmm. idea of scarcity exactly mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. idea of scarcity that there's not for all of us yeah, in a world with what yeah, 8.6 billion humans on no, it you're not gonna find yeah exactly not all women okay. are straight and not all women want to be with someone so as you've got four point, yeah. let's just yeah. gander, 4.2 billion options, we're supposed to fill scarcity? Get the hell out of here. There is, um, it is very powerful when somebody does see you. Yeah. Because mm. it's happened more than once for me. I was introduced to a friend of a friend who didn't recognize me. And I met her like, 10 times. I'm not even exaggerating. Wait, I feel like I heard this. Yeah, I was telling oh. you yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah, and like, uh -huh. and, and she would like introduce herself to me all the time. But I think Every was, time she met you. Yeah, but I also think it was, it wasn't just like, um, you know, just like. She didn't see you. She didn't see me, you know, like, and, and my friend who I verbalized this to, how it bothered me, didn't understand. You know, she didn't understand like how it hurt me that it's she demeaning. didn't see me. This person worked and interned at my office. Oh. She interned at my office and introduced herself every single time. And I'm like, 
There's mm-hmm. not a lot of Mexicans that work here. Yeah, but, I don't understand mm-hmm. like why you can't remember. But my it's not. Face. It's it's about something she was going through or yeah. he. Or just like, not seeing yeah. a person. Just not being yeah. there. That's the thing not is that, like, when we do not see people... But also, like, I'm I'm also, like, guilty of it, too. You know, like... Ten I times? No, not ten times. Come on. <laughs> no. I mean, Maybe of course, not ten times, it'd be like, like, oh, I know your face, but I can't yeah. remember your name. I'm yeah. so sorry or whatever. But hi, I'm Tamika. Hi, I'm Tamika. Right. It's like it's Groundhog Day. Yeah. Like, come on. We've met you many times. Choice. But it just, yes. like, there. I feel like there are some people that... They want to feel more important than you, so they mm-hmm. they say like, "Oh, I don't remember you," but they, like you know, they of course, don't remember of course. You. Yeah. Oh, people do yeah. that when they're like, that. "Oh my gosh, you look yeah. so familiar," but I just can't think of who what? you are. What is, yes, that happens. I'm telling you, you live in a different world than everyone else. <laughs> I do want to talk about advice that we have gotten that we did not solicit. Oh, yeah. That um, this is the I, topic of everything. Well, not necessarily. The, the title gets to change because it hasn't uh, been published yet. That's the beauty of publishing later. So. The reason why I wanted to discuss unsolicited advice was because I remember when this person in my life who will remain unnamed, but I call her newly fat. Okay. Because I have been, I have been fat for a long time. Mm. So I call her newly fat. She connected with me and told me that she had been using this app that she loved. It's just like, Tamika, you have to try this app. It is fantastic. It's helping me lose weight. It does all the things. It tracks your thing and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, what's the name of the app? She tells me. And and I was like, oh, thank you. know, I'm good, but thank you for letting me know. Mm. Um, no. um, Did it, hurt? it hurt. What? No, it didn't hurt. Okay. Uh, that didn't hurt. Uh, whatever. So I was like, thanks. Thank you for letting me know. But uh, it's not, you know, I'm good. And she said, when you're ready let me know and you can try it. And I'm like, it's not about being ready or not. You're the one new to this whole weight Mm -hmm. loss thing. Mm -hmm. I have been a heavy person for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And so I pretty much have done all the things. I've tried all the things Mm -hmm. and da, 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 whatever. And so whatever you're saying is not new to me. Mm -hmm. So this is when I thought about unsolicited advice. Mm -hmm. So I have another Mm -hmm. mentor who actually pre-apologized for giving unsolicited advice. But the difference was, is that when, what happened was as I was like, I'm getting ready to make this leap in my life and da 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 da, and she's like, do it, just do it. You've got this, leap in the net will appear. You've got all of these things, this is gonna happen. Look, this is what happened with me and this can happen with you. And so she was a huge cheerleader. And so my thing was, is that there are two ways of giving unsolicited advice of being a, a good friend, a better mm, friend. Mm. One is, is by being a cheerleader. Mm. So when I'm in the situation with my tribe and I'm like, hey y'all, you know, like blah, 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 you might be like, I think that's great, that's awesome, do it, blah, 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 or well, let's check in, let's do a check to make sure this aligns with where you're going, you know what I mean, and what you want for your life. Mm-hmm. And then there's that other person who's like, well, when you're ready, try what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And that is gaslighting. Like, like, or it's not, it's like pre-gaslighting. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're so dumb that you're no longer, or right. you're so you unaware. Yeah, you're You s- don't even know. Exactly, you're you so unaware, this. you don't yeah. know what you're missing. 
as opposed to I believe in you. I believe in you and my and advice going you. forward is that you remember who you are, what you want, and that I'm here for you if, right. if mm-hmm. you know if you need it. That was one of the things that I wanted to make sure that we discussed was like how people have quote given advice, mm-hmm. but it's really just been gaslighting. Yeah. Like you're not ready yet for this brilliant information that I have. And and have you done it? Mm-hmm. Oh, of course not. I have. I've totally oh. done it. I totally done it. I've done yeah. it about going vegan so many times. Oh. You have done it about going vegan. That's I just want to say that. When you're ready. When you're ready, talk to me about it. Not but my I words, but so yeah. Similar words. Mm-hmm. But I think so many people do that. Like, think yeah. about when you first went to college, you know? Like, the world opens for you, and you want to mm. share that information with everyone. Or you went to I yoga. Did. You yeah. you got a yoga, yoga, yoga teacher <laughs> training. That's and you want to like you're like I'm so connected I want everyone to be here with me me like you have to tone it down and do you have to tone it down I hate that well I think that's what we're saying right now I don't think you have to tone it down instead of saying when you're ready I don't think you have to tone it down I think you say I'm really excited about this Mm -hmm. you might not be I always feel like I have to tone it down but they might be in a different space yeah I mean I feel like that about like because I feel going vegan I was like I'm not going to be that vegan that's going to be like so pushy and like you know but it's like you your body changes like everything changes and you're like I want everyone else to know it's like when you are different but it's your journey right but it's different I'm excited about your journey Mm -hmm. I'm excited about how your body changed I'm excited about your your the fact that you are a Mexican woman who mm-hmm. can go to Mexico and and look at tortillas made with lard and say not for me? Like I'm excited about that. That motivates me in so many other ways. That's not <laughs> that's not my life. Like I'm not gonna look at um, meat and immediately make a connection between meat and the death of animals. Take a page from your own book with the yoga stuff. Okay, madam. I think that it is important for me to constantly be asking the question mm-hmm. and and it is asking the question and making suggestions as to this might be different than what your ex- previous experience has been. Check it out and eventually I stop asking. Eventually, I stop asking because my thing is this: it's kind of like looks when like you, she wants to say something. Well, it's kind of like she's yeah. look. She's right. Like I'm like, hey, like, come do yoga with me. But the reality is that the real, the real ask behind that is spend time with me. So mm. That's the real ask. And I love you. I know this is good for you. And, and I love I you. Know, I know this is a part of your eventual and I journey. Know you've been doing, but that also because since I haven't been living here with you. You've had a lot of requests for me to run errands for you, and I know that you. <laughs> Whatever. Just want to be that is not that. No, the thing is, is I do but, want to spend time with you, and I do want to evolve with you. Uh, and for me, that journey includes yoga. What a beautiful thing. The, the, and yeah. and I like the idea of us being on the same page so that you yeah, can be a part of my business. Yeah, but yoga is like a different thing. Also, it is. Thing. It is. So I, it is. I don't want to do the physical part. 
I'll do oh. the like other stuff. The other that's, seven that's moves of yoga. But here's my but yeah. here's my thing yeah. too. Like, but here's my, it is, But here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's the reason why I'm, I push back. When we were attending the classes together, mm. she would go. It's only because I'm teaching the classes she won't go. Will you come so to my class tomorrow? I don't want to do hot yoga. It's no, not it's hot. not hot. I don't want to sweat. It's not sweat. So come it. tomorrow, 6 p.m. in the Heights. Yeah, I can't do that. I have stuff to do tomorrow. Like, y'all, no, you like, don't. I don't have a life. Like, I have a life. Here you are. It's not about that. It's about I'm showing up for people. And that's fine. I need your energy there. I already have Please. things going on. Like, like, what are you doing tomorrow and, at six PM? And this is just me nothing. not nothing. No, I Getting have a, I literally have a whole schedule this whole entire week. So here's like, the thing and, and with you, yoga teachers. Oh, no, I think what I think okay. what happens Sandra, 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 is Sandra, people Sandra. don't really like people are like, Oh, I want you to be a part of this, or I want you to be a part of what I'm doing and you forget that other people have lives. No, have. no, it's not that. It's not that. It's saying this is important for me. I want you to just mm-hmm. be here with me in this important moment. That's it. It's kind of like whenever I, I mean, I, I'm very passionate about like eating plant-based, especially because both sides of my family is diabetic and I don't want to be a diabetic. And my mom um, I always You're try stopping the cycle with you. Okay. I always I always try to like persuade my mom to eat more plants or whatever and and I was talking to this about to Kim actually and what I was plants? and I was letting <laughs> It's true. And I was and I was telling her like I think our biggest arguments are about this, you know, is like I and and I tell her in so many different ways and I try to like make the plate so beautiful so that she wants to eat it. But it's like, um, like what Kim was saying to me was like, maybe what she is hearing is that you're not loving her unconditionally. Mm. You're not, not loving the way that she is. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, and it's maybe like what Joa is like, like hearing, maybe not like, maybe. Well, okay. So but like her not doing yoga, like doing the, right. the physical yoga with you. Well, is, well, here's what I'm here. Here is my truth. My truth is that I feel like for 24 years, I showed up for all of your things oh. and that be, and that as an, as an adult, like just as we don't have a lot of rites of passage, like we don't have like, you know, baptisms and things like that. And so when we do find things that we are passionate about, mm-hmm. it's like, I would like for you to show up for me yes. in that moment, you know? Yes. And I know exactly what you're talking about. I have showed up for you. You show up for me. I never wanted to sit through a, a concert of fifth graders singing the music from Rent. No. That was one of the worst experiences I've ever had in my <laughs> life. Was like, but Rent is one of my but. favorite musicals of all time. <laughs> the reason why <laughs> I didn't want to go there is because they completely destroyed all the songs. <laughs> but I showed up for that. I showed up for all of the mm-hmm. the track meets mm-hmm. and for the basketball mm-hmm. games and all of those things. Yeah, so I'm like, is that, this is, is my that, track meet. But yes. is that kind of like... Um, like guilting her kind yeah. of no way. no yes. it's not you know, no and yes. this is and what i am saying uh-huh. no but this yeah. is a classic case of glass gaslighting it's absolutely not 
It is me saying what is my truth. Mm. It is me saying what is my truth. It is you hearing what is your reaction. Uh My no, this is so important because this is a well, yes, but it's really important because it is such an it is such an actual situation when it's like it's it's a it's a misunderstanding is what it is. But I'm saying this is what. I'm asking of you so that you are showing up for me. Mm-hmm. I understand but if you don't want to do when that. When you ask somebody to like to show up, it's not. It, it shouldn't be on your terms. It should be the way that they want to show up. So because, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just, hold on. Can I do my two yes. things? Yes, yes. So of my course. first thing is when you shine, you want the people you love to yes. see you shine. Yes, yes. that's my yeah. first thing. Yeah. My second thing, I'm going to quote Roger Rippey. Yoga mm. isn't something that you do. It's the quality of the way that you do something. Mm-hmm. So her yoga might not be our yoga. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and absolutely. I mean, the thing is, is that most of the yoga that I'm, I'm participating in at this point is more meditation and blah, blah, mm. blah, blah, blah. Chakra work, energy work, all these things, which she's actually into. The thing is, is that it's not... I think we can get into the weeds about how we show up for people. But I think the real like area of opportunity is to hear when someone is asking you a question or asking you to be somewhere, what are they actually asking? And when I say, hey, do you want to go to this class with me? What I'm asking is, hey, do you want to spend time with me? I'm going to go do something I really enjoy, and I think you'll enjoy it as well. well. Now, if the answer is no, the answer is no. Well, maybe it's asking in a different way. Maybe it's saying, you know... Literally, the way that I ask these days is, hey, you want to go to this class? Okay, bye. But maybe asking, like... I really, I think this class is really going to be I've beneficial. I've said that. I've said it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Done it. But everybody so, has their own thing. Like, like I. Sure. Absolutely. And the thing is, is that, here's my thing. The, the thing isn't like, no, my thing is that. The, 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 my thing is this, when I stop asking you to do things, that is when you should be worried. Oh. Now I'm going to quote Albina. (laughs) She spent her whole life asking her dad to do things. Yeah. And one day she just stopped. Yeah. And when I stop asking you to show up, it means that not only do I not expect you to show up, I don't even care anymore. And so as long as I'm asking, that means that I'm interested in your participation in that. When I stop asking, I mean, I, you know, I found someone else to fill that position, that role. So, I mean, that's an important thing to know as well. And it's like, and that, and so these are just things, all things to consider, but it's like, I think that we can get into our heads about, okay, this is, this is, um, you know, you trying to guilt me or this is you trying to do something that I don't want you to do. And it's like, I'm asking you, I'm giving you an opportunity to step into an invitation. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you do at mm-hmm. some point, because at some point I will stop asking. And I'm just wondering if the question should be different. I feel, and I could be wrong, but I feel that I give many ways of people for people to engage with me. Yeah, you do. I think you um, do. And so, um, if the answer is always no, 
if the intention is I love you and I want to spend time with you and I want you to see me in this arena because I know how that feels like I want you to show up for me like yes this is me. yes this is me like mm-hmm. pouring out my soul in front of yes all these people it's, yes it's hard I and would love you your say, support and when you say that if that person still doesn't show up which is what's happened so I'm saying yeah so is so, the question framed in that yes way? And when the question is framed in that way Mm -hmm. and the answer is still no, just like your friend who said, I know you're like doing this thing and y'all are all, but I'm not into that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what it turns into. Mm -hmm. And that, and when it's Mm -hmm. someone who you don't, when it's someone you don't want out of your life, who you deeply care about, then there's a definite quandary because it's like, now that now this is making more sense to me. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that we can unwittingly gaslight people by like mm-hmm. with with when we're asking someone for their as Jackie said, um, this is a big deal for me. I'm asking you to show up. These are not just things that I have said to Joie. These are things I've also said to to my spouse. You know, like I'm asking you to show up, and then all of a sudden. The next day, it's like, well, you guilty me to show up. I didn't feel like doing that. And I'm like, no, I told you what was important to me. Mm-hmm. If you interpreted it that as guilt, that's your yoga. Mm-hmm. I told you what was important to me. And I asked for you to show up in a passionate way because <laughs> this is important to me. Mm-hmm. If you don't care about what's important to me, that is a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. Is this like, are you saying you don't care about what's important to me? Because the lie that I'm telling myself right now or the story that I'm telling mm-hmm. myself right now is that you do not care about what's important to me enough to show up for me. So then when someone says that's not the case, then you take that for what it is? I think it depends on what is the next action. Or the why. Like, yeah, that's why yeah. that Joao was talking about earlier. Like, because I've, I feel like we've talked about this before some um, last year around the, around the new year. Because I remember it came up with Lenny and her, she feels pain mm-hmm. in some yoga classes, right? Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes that's her why. Mm-hmm. And I think she, she will show up when she can. Mm-hmm. Not that this is, I'm not, mm-hmm. no, no, I'm, yeah, I'm not playing sure. devil's advocate or anything. I'm just offering this other. No, for sure. For and sure. Then there was another time that you mentioned that sometimes, um, with the hair, like some women, you said some women just don't want to do yoga because it messes up their hair and they oh, spend yeah. a lot of money in their hair. And yeah. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. That's her. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, and I think like. Yeah, which is a fine answer. And mm-hmm. when it's a yoga that's not going to mess up your hair, then that why no longer makes sense to me. It does, because I still sweat. So you will never sweat in a yin class. I have sweat in classes you've said I wouldn't sweat. You will never sweat in a yin class. It is cold in that class. People cover themselves up with blankets. <laughs> you will never... Sweat in a yin class because clean yin has to be done in a cold room. That is the whole point of yin. I've said this before. Now, what I think that may have happened is that I've thought that something was going to happen and it didn't happen. And blah, blah, blah. No, but you will legitimately not sweat in an 8 a.m. yin class. It's the first class yeah, of the day. Yeah, and then my cold. why to that is I'm usually out 
the day before your then AM. that's different and so then this is a different whole thing this is like therapy at this point but then I'm like if I uh, if you're if you're available to others why can't you be available to me but that sounds like my mom whenever I am like I'm always at yoga you know and then after mm-hmm. yoga I go have dinner with my friends or whatever and it's like why are you always giving them your time and never like you never have time for me and then it feels like and then it makes me feel guilty that I'm like Mm -hmm. you know I'm practicing self-care you know I'm 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 trying to better myself by doing these yoga classes Mm -hmm. by surrounding myself with healthy people healthy relationships that I've you know created but it just like I feel like it's it, it is kind of a guilt thing, too. But if you ask your mom, hey, mom, let's spend time together. Come do yoga with me. And then your mom says no. Then your mom is no longer playing, meeting you in the middle. But but if that question never happens, then, then, then there's never an opportunity to I meet in the middle. Now. There are ways that we are asking people to show up, especially mm-hmm. if we're stepping into a situation that's really outside of our comfort zones. And so we want people who love and affirm us to be there in those big moments. Mm-hmm. Then there are ways in which we're developing areas and we want people to participate in this thing that we're doing that's new and important and it's taken on kind of a life of our own, of its mm-hmm. own in our lives. Then we want people to t- have an experience with that because it's important to us. And we want other people to participate in that which is important to us. Mm-hmm. And then there is also then that, op- that moment where you're just trying to, the real ask is quality time. And you're asking for that person to meet you in a space that you enjoy being. But what you're really asking for is quality time. Mm-hmm. I think that there are three different things. How the person responds is really what is the the question. Like if the person responds with a no to all three of those things, then to the person doing the asking, it's like, well, what the hell what can we, we do? Here? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Well, like, I mean, where do we, where do we meet? What, we what do we have in common? And what, anywho, <laughs> but th- these yeah. are the things that I'm, I'm saying <laughs> is that sometimes what a person is actually asking is just for you to show up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and that. then the way that, what, that it's interpreted, if it's mm-hmm. interpreted as you're just trying to guilt me, mm-hmm. then of course the person doing the asking is going to be like, why do I even ask you? Mm-hmm. It's like, you're not even listening to me. You don't see me. You don't, you're not sense. You're not hearing my needs. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that that's really where that feeling comes in. So the, the and last thing I, communication comes in. It, it is, but at that point, you know, you've got like, you've got a lot wrapped up then. So I think the thing that I'll wrap up by saying is that when it comes to being, I think there are two sides to this. One, and when it comes to being a better friend, mm-hmm. is just showing up. Yeah. Like showing up, even when you don't want to show up, there's certainly been things that I didn't mm-hmm. want to show up for, but I did show up for. And just showing up is you saying, I care about you. I'm here for you. I'm not here for that, right. but I'm here for you. Yeah. Like just show yeah. up. You know, the other way is by, is by saying, I hear you. I hear your needs. I'm listening. I'm mm-hmm. here. And I may not resonate with what you're saying, yeah. but I'm also don't think that what you're saying is mm-hmm. 
is crazy. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. Let, tell, like, invite me into your world of but understanding. But also, it, it, it is kind of hard sometimes to juggle that because sometimes you have to practice self-care and, like, you have to say no to certain things. You Absolutely. Know? Like, mm-hmm. some things that you just, you know you're not going to enjoy doing, you have to say no to. And it's just kind of like... How do you sh- how do you show that person that you do care and that you really wish that you could show up? Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have down days. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just want to crawl into a ball and just not see anybody, not talk to anybody. And it's like that's a super good question. You know? I think the answer for that is today. This doesn't work for me, but I will be at a future blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know, or that particular. Yeah. thing doesn't work for me for xyz reason mm-hmm. but t- give me some other options as to how i can support you mm-hmm. you know and and a, i think a good friend actually asks how are other ways that i can support you you know that doesn't really do resonate with me and... but how can i show up for you in a yeah. different way if someone says that to me mm-hmm. which by the way hasn't really been said to me in a really long time because I have so many people in my life who do show up mm-hmm. um, for whatever. Yeah. But if someone said, ah, oh, that doesn't really work for me, but how could I, what's the other way mm-hmm. I could? That would be a beautiful way mm-hmm. of, of that to me is showing up right there in that moment. And, you know, like even even today by me saying, hey, you know, XYZ date doesn't work for me to do this. I need to be there for myself. Mm-hmm. This is my opportunity that I'm opening to people. If you want to come in and you want to talk and you want to be on this episode, awesome. If mm. you can't or you don't want to, awesome, it's fine. But I want you to know that I care about you so much that I want your voice on something that I'm a part yeah. of. And, mm-hmm. and it's all good. Like if, if you, you know, that's it. There are no strings attached. Yes. How many times do we believe that there are strings attached because of our previous relationships mm-hmm. or our previous drama or our previous people mm-hmm. who we should have, we should have cut loose or we should have never had in our lives that are actually informing our responses to people instead of what actually is happening in that moment. Wow. But it's something to consider. Yeah. So I think that actually what happens is we default to thinking about old patterns, which then inform the current moment. If we just allow for the moment to be what it is, then we won't have any any drama. But I think that mm-hmm. oftentimes when we have like a, a repeated like argument or whatever with people, we're not actually arguing about what's happening in that moment. Mm-hmm. We're arguing about like everything that happened in previous moments. That you never brought up. That Yeah, that you either when never you brought up or never resolved. Mm-hmm. And it's like, can we just be here in this moment? That's actually an, uh, a statement that I've had with Lenny. You know, it's like whenever whenever there's an argument of like, you always say that it is. And, and now, which is actually really frustrating because, you know, she'll be like, don't yoga me. But I'm like, <laughs> are we talking about this moment or every previous moment? Right. Because I'm only interested in this moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like... and, it, and it, it's, But every it's, previous moment does inform... It does inform moment. that yeah, moment. It it's like, yeah, can we just yeah. put this but, yeah. moment in a mm-hmm. bubble yeah. and just deal with what's happening right now? Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm asking you to do X. Mm-hmm. And I feel that the more that we release... Those things, which is the, the the ancient yogic concept of samskaras, the more that we release all those mind grooves and the things mm-hmm. that have like impressed, they've left those impressions. The they are ingrained, yeah. and we can do all the work, get rid of them, and ask them to come back. 
We can ask for them to come back because we've done the work to get rid of them. And when we ask them to come back, then we're still judging, seeing everything through that old lens. It's a choice, ultimately. Mm-hmm. And now but that, that choice, old lens is going to come up again and again and again. It can come up. And in the moment, it can come up. Or you can say, I choose to see this moment as it is right now. Or I choose to see this relationship in its most enlightened form. So now, like mm-hmm. when I'm with when when Lenny and I have any type of like mm-hmm. argument or whatever, I'm like, I'm like, let's place this argument in our in the highest version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and actually, I'll tell people as well. I'm like, I, I had a disagreement with with someone the other day, and I said, I would like for you to frame everything from the point that I love you. I love you, and I would never ever say anything to damage that relationship. Or to say that I don't love you. Well, and do you remember she told me something like, never say something in an argument that when the argument's over, you will regret having have said. Mm. And like ever since she told me that, like that's really been something like I've always Mm -hmm. followed. And like even in arguments with like partners or whatever, Mm -hmm. whenever they do say something, I'm like, uh, I always say that like is that something you're this. gonna gonna yeah. regret having said like when this argument's over or like whenever they come to apologize about it I'm like if you're gonna apologize about it don't say it to begin with you know like that's yeah. not you something can't you take words say. back no you can't yeah. and like, you can't take that impress them impress those words they dig they dig into you mm-hmm. yeah. they do and you repeat them over and over again in your head and they're oftentimes speaking to the shadow part of yourself that's like man I knew you didn't love me like I loved mm-hmm. you or yeah. I knew that you didn't care about me. I was just I waiting for the other shoe to fall. Me, you, yes. I knew this was the situation. And I knew you, you were going to hurt me. I, I knew you weren't being honest me. with yourself about this or with my with me about this. Mm-hmm. Like something like that. Like it's always... It's that. always something that was not true. That now that person has spoken to that now then confirms an untruth. But it's the unmanifested version of yourself or whatever. And we can definitely be that to each other as we can be the person who da- who takes a person who already has some damage mm, and just damage them further. Yeah. You know, like we... I mean, that's how abuse happens. Like it they, is. They find you. They find someone yeah. who's hurt. and or, or they don't even know. Like mm, even someone who... You can know. be someone who <laughs> thinks that you're fine and you could be a person who struggles with sugar Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I have this bar. Um, or I'm like, why are you eating so much sugar? You know, mm-hmm. and you're like, damn, like I've been, I thought I'd been doing well about my, yes. this actually also happened. So there's a thing, and I know we're getting late, but I've got to tell you, <laughs> there was a moment the other day at the studio. She's going to hear this, Who's but that's okay. It's fine. Okay. This, this person. Okay. So. Oftentimes, full-figured women mm-hmm. have a lot of cleavage, and we're just wearing what everyone else is wearing, like but clothes. like regular-ass clothes, but because we have a lot of cleavage, mm-hmm. it shows, okay? Okay. And so, and, it, and, it, and so it looks as though we're trying to be like right, but it's just... overtly busty, and it's yeah. really just, this is how this shirt is made. And I got big breasts. Okay. I'm not trying to be anything. So I'm sitting there at the studio. This is a yoga studio. I'm sitting there at the studio and this person comes by and lifts my shirt. First of all, why are you touching me? That's the first thing. 
Like, nobody touches me. I'm, well, period. that goes not, back not, to yeah, not episode, period, episode seven about consent. I don't care if you're a friend mm-hmm. that I've known for years. Don't care if I'm pregnant and have a cute little pregnant. My thing was this. The Tamika of 10 years ago, the Tamika of 10 years ago would have been like, you know, blah, 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 blah. But the Tamika of today was like, thanks, you know, and I, and I, and I use it. And I always, you'll probably notice after a class, I always cover myself with a towel Hmm. because in the course of a class, my shirt has gone down and I'm, I'm all boobalicious all of a sudden. I'm not trying. I know what my breasts look like. I'm literally married. I don't want the attention or need the attention of anybody. And so plus I know who I am. (laughs) Like literally I'm married. So I don't, I don't even care. It's so literally not even looking for an affair. Okay. Literally. And so when she did, I was just thinking, you know, what's small Titty privilege. <laughs> you got some small titty privilege because this well, it might have been jealousy. It's not a. No, I think I she was even, really trying. Like, it did, doesn't matter was, the reason. Don't touch, touch me. me. I think she was trying. I think she was trying to say. Like I don't know like, that you know that so your breasts you are say, coming out. You might want to pull your shirt up a little bit. Or I don't know if you know, but your your, your nipples are showing. Like, my thing is, so is unless my nipples are showing, unless, unless it's unless, fine. Unless it would make more of a hassle. <laughs> unless it would make more of a hassle for you to like. So like, say what was say the point of that? say something if you was can't out, and I was see just, my like, areola, it's was, fine. If I was just like we were talking, and then it was gonna be more of a scene for me to be right. And I was just like da 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 da, and kept it going. But you're like she's like. Like, we're casually My there. thing is that you, <laughs> you know every week, every week I do this and I cover, uh, like, I put my thing in. And the thing is, is what she doesn't know is that for full-figured women, this is an actual yeah, thing okay. yeah. where we're, like, annoyed by the mm-hmm. fact that people are like, oh, you're trying to show all your... And I'm like, literally, mm-hmm. no, yeah, I'm just wearing a tank top. Yeah. And my breasts just happen to be big because I happen to have mm-hmm. weight on me and my body includes mm-hmm. breasts. And Therefore, weight genetics. is there too. Yeah. And what if I do want to show my breasts today? What <laughs> if I want to show my breasts? If you cannot see my areolas, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because men yeah, are showing their nipples all day long. What standard is she like? Can we just there? get beyond what women Who should cares? and shouldn't wear? Yeah. And if you can't look at me and see these as mammaries versus like mm. like sexual breasts, men can wear that's their your yoga out every day. Thank you. The only illegal breasts in Texas are female breasts. This, and how are breasts illegal? Like, when you burlesque as a dancer, women have to wear the little pasties. Men do not. That's because men can't control their penile. No, My it has nothing that, to do with that. No, it does. It's, it's like, like toxic it masculinity. Is, that is that is creating the that, rules. Yeah, that's what 
because shapes it. Oh, I see. If, okay. it, if we okay, were, okay. if we were, because they're uncovered. If yes. they were uncovered, it would be dangerous. If we were all I women, okay. if we were, if the whole country uh-huh. were nothing but women, no one would care about your breasts, or they'd be like curious about them, like. Oh, I noticed your breasts are like mm. perky. How would they stay that way after? We you were talking kids? about traditional cultures earlier. Yeah. Are like, they exposed yeah, in many cultures, of them? Yeah, like very indigenous tribes that just walk around. So yeah. there was this woman and, who and actually both. commented yeah. on. Okay, this is the last comment I swear. <laughs> there was this woman who I posted this 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 post. It ends up being like a fake post, but it was about this. It is a um, fake post. I well, like it was just a story that has been. It was lore that was posted as truth. So apparently it's like the song, it's like uh, this birth song within African culture, uh, a specific African culture that theoretically is supposed to be sung to the person and it's a song that follows them their whole life. You may have seen this on the, whatever. But the point is, is that I posted this post, I thought it was very beautiful, whether or not it was lore or fiction or or not, it was a beautiful story. And, um, and so this girl that I know posted uh, an article that refuted the story, and it was a a non-African and non-Black woman talking about how this story was racist because it was using exotic African exoticism, and that you know you're posting like you know like Bush women as an example of African culture and this isn't what African culture is and da 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 and all this stuff like went off on this whole tangent. I'm like, first of all, you're literally not black. So you're starting from a point of white explaining so we're clear. You're Second angry all, over what is African culture. Thank you. And thirdly, <laughs> my thing is this Bush women do exist. Yeah, like, and they look like, like there are, are New there Zealand, are like, was Bush women well, like like, like very, people who actually live, like live off the land, live off the land, like and that. who are who who do wear who don't cover their breasts mm-hmm. and who do, and I'm like, if you have an issue with African, uh, this particular mind you, there are hundreds of African societies. Were they trying to be supportive? They yeah, were trying to be supportive, but in trying, but in trying, like when to you're be so su- supportive, you become the problem. Yes, but in trying to be that, they were like trying to suppress the reality that there are cultures, African cultures, that do include um, women who don't who don't cover their breasts. And my thing was this: was this, can we instead of creating this as a problem, how about the fact that there's an entire culture within a whole continent that does not see breasts as sexual? Or yeah, they're just multiple. like it's just multiple cultures. Yeah, <laughs> it's just these breasts yeah. are just a part like, of the body. body. Like yeah. multiple and cultures in the world. Yes, it just seems to be. And like I'm like, you are taking this. Thank you. Bread, like I'm like people and your like, fake yeah. wokeness. That, you're trying that. to assign like morality to the exposure of this fake? woman's I mean, breasts. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, it's fine that she's bearing her breasts. It's fine that people know that uh, there are uh, African women uh, who also, bear their breasts. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe like what's attractive about boobs is cleavage. Not even this particular area of the breast. Like it's 
the simple size. You know, some people really like the side boobs. Some people like the side boobs. Well, yeah, like, I don't got the like, front it, size, nothing. It's not this, though, is what <laughs> I'm saying. Is this? I'm it's thinking everything more. else okay. around it. It's the okay. bottom, the side, mm-hmm. the in-between. It's nothing having to do with the actual... But there are entire cultures who don't who don't care don't at all. As, yeah. don't see it at all. So they just old, see it as... Another oh, part of their body. Another yeah. part of their body that helps, like, knees. Like, imagine if we were in... No, that would... Like yeah. ankles. Let's take a real example. Chris, but the thing is, is like, that because, yeah. because, yeah. But because like, we're in culture. cultures that believe that. Like, yes. Ankles and wrists are too sexy. FYI, like, this is going to take so long for me to edit. I know. So there's so many things. That we recorded on a Friday. It's going to be like seven episodes. Oh, there's so many things. <laughs> part and one, now, part two. Well, so now I even want to say something else. It's kind of related, but not really. Okay. And then Sandra is like passing out right now. <laughs> are, you pa- are you done? FYI, we have room for you. Okay. I mean, I, I don't need to. Yo, no. What? At yoga tonight, Roberta, I was in Bridge. I was in wheel, and and Roberta said, Jackie, your hips are not that big. Put your ankle, line up your ankles with your hips. And I heard her, and I heard that I was doing something wrong, and I opened my feet up even wider. And she was like, Jackie, what are you doing? I told you your hips weren't that big, and you went bigger. Like, you have the opposite. Like, I told you... Mm. She was trying to tell me yeah, like to go smaller, mm. to go smaller. Mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm messing up. And mm. I was like, my hips must be out here, mm. right? Like mm-hmm. I went, and she like made it like, this is amazing. Why did you do that? This is crazy. Like, well, that for me is a whole other conversation about how we can use very um, certain language. Yeah, language that's not non-affirming language and cueing that actually specifically in yoga where people Mm -hmm. are like trying to like get in touch with themselves and you're using language that actually makes people feel worse about their bodies. Yeah, about their body, yeah. That's a whole... Mm -hmm. Because like to her, she's like, the way she said it made it sound like... You have smaller hips, but the way maybe you perceive it is my hips are so big. Yeah. What yeah, about the person? Exactly. So like, if I would have been in that maybe class, all you heard was the tone. Hips. Yes. And like, you heard, you're doing yes. something and wrong. Like, and I was like, ah. and you perceive your hips differently from the way she does. So and if like, and if your quote problem area is your hips, all of a sudden you're thinking about your problem area now yeah. and like judging about that. If I would have been in that same class, I would have thought about well, my big hips do require a wider berth. Therefore, let me, maybe my legs aren't wide enough. So all of those things are like mm-hmm. triggering language for, you know, for body, body uh, dysmorphia. I thought you were going to say when you widen your legs, you're going to be like, I'm, uh, I- I'm going against what you said. No, <laughs> no, like I was literally like, my mind was like, you're doing something wrong. You must have. You must go, like, your, yeah. your legs must be... And what a shame that you went to, you're doing something wrong in mm-hmm. yoga, because there is no right and wrong in yoga. There's things, there are things that there. can, that, that can get you hurt. Yeah. But it created an awareness in, like, my yeah. perception of myself. Yeah. I that's think, what, you know? Yeah, like, it was bad. a big awakening. Like, mm. whoa. You what think, do you think about your hips? I guess that I think they're really big. Hmm. I, I mean, you know, I recently... hips aren't a bad thing, I know. I recently had this like no, awakening no. about how like I, you know, about how, <laughs> what? um, like super thin women still think that they're like big. 
or fat or blah oh, yeah. blah blah. But blah, blah, that's blah. never. So I feel like that never goes away. I mean, that's but just compared to what we compared to what? Oh, who you were? Yeah, because you look at yourself in the mirror and you still see the person that you were. Mm-hmm. Or even. But then, what if you were always thin? It's a, but it doesn't matter. Have, like they, when I was in high school, I used to eat like half a tomato a day. I mean, I did this for like eight years, actually. Wow. That's it, just to make just yeah. Or I would eat like half an egg or half an avocado. Just one thing a day. Yep, like Whoa. for years, my skin looked horrible. Of course, I, I, I probably your skin's weighed, like mother. Please give me more like, food. <laughs> I probably weighed like a hundred and two pounds. Wow. And I would look in the mirror and I thought I was gigantic. Mm. Yeah. So it's not so it, about... So it, it brought you back. So would you have preferred her to not have said that? No, just... No, like, it just brought an awareness like, oh, that's still a thing. Like, so I feel like if it were to have been someone who still really struggles or who like, maybe no, doesn't I, just I have really body dysmorphia, that's yeah. my point, is that mm-hmm. if you were someone who was anorexic or that who was bulimic, it would have been a trigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would have triggered mm-hmm. you. So, like, what this person could have said was just, like, go ahead and... Uh, widen your legs no, or widen. narrow your, yeah, your narrow stance. Your, yeah. yeah, instead yeah. of maybe saying... Instead of matching have... the feet to the hips, like, use yeah. different language. Just, well, according to... Tell me our exactly perception what could be different. Just speak to what you see yeah. instead of all the other stuff. Because her exact mm-hmm. words were, your hips are not that big. That's, that's a... And that's, then I went even bigger. I would I, first of all, uh, well, anyway, I won't go. Uh, okay. Davina Davidson says um, at Yoga with Davina, she's um, fantastic. Davina Davidson says that um, when she was training teachers, um, teachers cue to their own um, like inner monologue. So like mm-hmm. if if they're cons- if they're battling with something themselves, then that is the way that they will cue. Mm-hmm. Like the preacher. Exactly. Like right. the preacher who's like always talking about homosexuality and like how wrong it is is actually like in the closet and you know, really is shagging the massage boy. <laughs> it's true. It's true. How many examples of this do we need to know that this is what it is? Well no, that all happened because they were they they were not able to pursue healthy sexual relationships, so they became Trevor Noah says, when you're 60, Trevor Noah says that homophobes are really just in the closet and mad about it. I would just like for Trevor Noah to know that I love you so much and I really wish that you would marry one of my friends so that we could spend more time together. And on that note, we shall close because it's getting late and I have to finish writing my book. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Think, Flow, Grow. And for my participants, Jackie, Sandra, Casadora, and Joie. And uh, I hope that if you, you know, what, what are ways in which you have either been gaslighted or what are ways that people haven't gaslit? What are ways (laughs) in which people haven't shown up for you? Please email me at Tamika at 
ashayyoga.com and we will reconvene regarding your thoughts. Have a wonderful evening. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Think, Flow, Grow. This is Tamika with Asha Yoga. I'd love to hear your feedback and would love to hear any topics that you'd like for me to address. Feel free to email me at tamika at ashayoga.com. Also, you can go to that website to find out upcoming workshops, retreats, and events in your area.